Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career changes are not the straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change. We inspire people that are thinking to change career. We support people that want or need to change career, but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey, and with one third of our lives spent working, it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Career Changers. How do you become the only hard man to be honored at both the White House and the UN? It starts by getting fired four times. Our guest today, Joe Polis, spent the first seven years of his career getting fired and the next dozen getting famous. After getting fired four times, John co-founded a Madison Avenue ad agency, then went on to become one of the most awarded agencies in the US. Selected one of the best by the NI ad club, His successful work has been featured in the New York Times, US Today, Forbes, the Harvard Business Review, and Apprentice Hall Marketing Textbook. Now, by sharing his story about overcoming his challenges, John helps inspire others. Welcome, John. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Lisa. Thank you for having me. So I'm sure many of our listeners will find the great inspiration uh, hearing your story. So how did you start your professional life? Or better, what was your first job? My first job was for uh, doing something I really didn't know how to do. I wasn't trained to do it. They just kind of threw me at the lowest level of this advertising agency and kind of trained me on, on the job. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It was nothing to do with, I was a creative. I was trained in college to be a creative guy, an art director and a writer. And uh, I was thrown in the production department uh, doing production, which I had no idea how to do. Um, I guess because they were paying me so little money, they figured that that they could spend a couple of week, work, weeks training me and uh, it would work out for them. So that was my first job and I hated every minute of it. Oh, <laughs> well, what was your dream job when you were a child? I did not have a dream job as a child. No, you were just playing. <laughs> I was just being a kid and uh, doing the things I love doing. So yeah, I I I was still I was halfway through college, still trying to figure out 
what I wanted to be when I grew up. And if it wasn't for the fact that one of my instructors uh, who was teaching a design course pulled me aside after class about halfway through the class and said that that I had a lot of talent and I should really seriously consider pursuing something, uh, a course curriculum that was not being taught at that particular university. So she was kind enough to give me advice to basically leave that college and find a college that would allow me to develop, explore and develop my creative talents. I I didn't really, she wasn't more specific than that. She just said, you're very art talented artistically and uh, you should find a school that offers more pro curriculum, you know, whether it be architecture or fashion design or photography or illustration, but something creative that you could hopefully find um, some interest in and develop your talent. So that, that was a real, a real career changing move for me. How did you progress your career? Well, I kept getting fired and having to dust dust myself off and continue trying to get work. And um, it didn't seem like after getting fired four times in seven years, it did not seem like my career was progressing very much. So a real, again, another turning point um, you know, I know realize the title of your podcast is Career Chain Changers. And I just want to say that even though I never changed my career, I changed the direction of my career a couple of times. So uh, I think that's maybe what qualifies me to be um, talking about this. But uh, this was one of those times, Elisa, where after maybe it was may after the third time getting fired, I started to realize that. Uh, the corporate environment where I was dealing with a lot of office politics was a very um, uncomfortable environment for me. And I, I, I wasn't sure, but I, I was beginning to believe that the, the firings that I experienced during that time had less to do with my talent and more to do with the, fa the, the political environment that I was in. Um, so, um, because I was not succeeding in these big corporate agencies, I decided after the third, third time of getting fired to try to get some work on the side, some project work. Uh, so I thought maybe that, that change of direction would allow me to be more successful. And, and it turned out to be the case. I, I started getting whatever I work I could find. And after doing it for a few months, I started, um, connecting with some agencies that allowed me to do some some really good work. So has there been anyone or anything that's been a major source of inspiration for you during your career journey? Yeah, uh, early on in my career, when I was in my early 20s, one of the ad agencies that I worked for that was one of the, the top agencies in New York uh, was um, headed up by a guy who um, always believed it was important for advertising people to get involved in public service work. One of his quotes, which I still remember, said something along the lines of the advertising people in this country are the most skilled communicators in history. Wouldn't 
wouldn't it be an amazing thing if we used our talents toward trying to make the world a better place? So that quote was very uh, motivating for me to try to do as he suggested, which was to apply my creative and advertising um, talents toward uh, public service causes that I thought were important. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about job failure. As you mentioned, uh, um, you changed the direction of your career, but many times for career changes is actually reaching a point where uh, there are certain obstacles or things are not going particularly well, uh, whether in the job they have or the specific career, and they decide to take a different direction. So you mentioned that uh, one of the aspects that was challenging for you was corporate politics. And um, I've seen uh, one of, I found one article uh, that you wrote where you actually took more in details about that. How can someone, um, let's say, thrive in, in, in a place where they have to deal with corporate politics? Or what did you do to overcome those challenges? Well, you left, but what would you suggest? Well, I'm not one to give advice on corporate politics, considering the fact I got fired from four agencies as a result of corporate politics. So that question may be better direct to someone else who succeeded in that environment. Two of the four times that I got fired was, I believe, the direct result of the fact that the guy who hired me at that agency and brought me in then left the company within just a few weeks after bringing me in. It's very, very competitive. I don't think there's a more competitive city uh, in, in the, in the uh, world than the New York in the advertising business. As you may know, the advertising business can be pretty cutthroat. Yeah. So after you mentioned this challenge you had with corporate politics, one of your next point was that finding the right help at the right time can make all the difference in someone's career. So what happened for you uh, in your circumstances? Well, um, you know, I think to to be successful in any kind of endeavor, uh, it takes hard work and determination, but it also takes a couple of uh, breaks. And um, I think you, you know, if you work hard and you're determined, you 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 can contribute to getting breaks. Um, and in my case, um, I met someone uh, when I was looking for work who thought that I had talent. He was not able to hire me at that time, but he said, I want to keep in touch with you. And two years later, I got a phone call from the guy who brought me in on a, on a project that was uh, a game changer for my career. So um, again, it was a matter of connecting with someone who recognized my talent and uh, was willing to give me an opportunity on a project. And that was one, one, one case. And then uh, a couple of years later, I got a call out of the blue from a business guy who had been given my name and was looking to team up with a creative guy. He was a, a business development guy in advertising and he was looking to do something entrepreneurial, but in order to be successful, he felt he really needed to find one of the, the, the best advertised creative guys in New York. 
And at that time, because of my freelance work, I had a, a, a very good reputation. And um, it was because of his abilities to open doors and get meetings with clients that that enabled us to eventually start our own ad agency. Mm -hmm. I, I I couldn't have done that. You know, my my skills are creative and uh, you can't you don't have a, an opportunity to demonstrate your creative talent if you don't can't find a client that's willing to uh take a look at what you you can offer so he was he was and you know a lot of creative people aren't good sales people as well so i needed someone who was a good sales guy who could get clients to give us the opportunity and that's why it worked out so well mm -hmm. so the next step is about admitting that sometimes um work is just about uh, um, getting on with what needs to get down. Uh, so it comes down to grit. So what what has been your experience about this? Yeah, uh, sometimes it, it just comes down to how badly do you want it? And um, when I kept getting fired, especially after the third and fourth time, I, I kind of had a choice to make. I could either... Um, decide that I really sucked and I should try a different career or to say, um, you know, screw them. I'll show them that I, I, I really um, have the talent to be successful. Uh, so that's what I opted to do. And, and where the grit part comes in, I mean, I was, um, I was pretty desperate. I mean, I was not even uh having agencies that I tried to call up some of the, the better agencies that I wanted to work for would not even allow me to be interviewed by them. And so um, I had to figure out how to get work. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember what a phone book is. Yes. <laughs> uh, some of, some of your uh, listeners may not know what that is, but yeah. in case they don't know, that was a book that had phone numbers in it. Uh, that enabled you to find the numbers that you were looking for, in my case, advertising agencies in New York. So I just went through the phone book, started with the A's, the agencies that started with A, and started making phone calls and trying to get myself interviews. And I remember uh, in one day, uh, I got rejected 106 times. I made 100, oh, no, I made, I was rejected 100 four times in, in one day making uh, all these phone calls. But out of those 100 and, uh, 100, 104 calls, I got two uh, yeses, two uh, uh, thumbs up to come in and, and meet with them and, and get an interview. So uh, it, it really required me not to um, give up and continued to be persistent and do whatever I felt I needed to do to try to get a, a job interview. And those, one of, one of those two interviews turned out to be a, a game changer for me, turned out to be this guy that really liked my work. Mm. So, well, that shows the, the importance of still keep going when everything is go is against us. 
So uh, you've been uh, awarded, you've been to the White House. Uh, and so um, uh, independently from that, how did you feel that uh, through your work, uh, you had a positive impact on the world? So the reason I got invited to the White House and the United Nations was the result of the public service work that I did. Uh, they were two different campaigns. One campaign uh, was the uh, one that got me invited to the White House. And then there was a different campaign that got me uh, invited to the United Nations. But both campaigns had to do with child abuse, awareness and prevention. Um, I don't know any advertising people who have gotten invited to and honored at either the White House or the United Nations. Um, but um, and I never even thought that was possible. Um, I just did what this is when I had my agency. I just uh, uh, did the project that we were given, which was a national TV campaign uh, for the prevention of child abuse that was being sponsored by the NBA. Do you know what the NBA is? OK, yeah. uh, National Basketball Association for those listeners who don't know. So the NBA, um, like many big sports organizations and big companies, McDonald's, uh, uh, Coca-Cola, they always set aside a part of their budget to do um, cause-related marketing, as you probably know, Elisa, right? Yeah. Uh, they just think it's good business to be involved in some of these things. And that's what the NBA was was doing. They developed a relationship with this national organization in the United States dealing with child abuse prevention. And they wanted to do some TV commercials to run during the uh, six weeks of their NBA playoff games. So we were brought in as the agency to come up with some creative ideas to promote the idea of, uh, or increase, increase the, the, the uh, idea of child abuse awareness and prevention. And uh, when we were offered the assignment, I said, I'd only be interested in doing the work if they allowed us to do something creative. I was not interested in just, uh, they would have just been happy to have one of the, their basketball players in front of the camera reading a script with maybe a little kid on his, on his knee. Mm -hmm. I said, if you want to do that, you can find another agency. But if you like the, the creative work that we've done for other clients um, and are, would be willing to allow, because we were doing award-winning creative work, so we had a big reputation. So I said, if, if you would allow us to do what we do best, which is creative work, it's going to be a, uh, have a greater impact on the commercial anyway. So, you know, that's, that would be our interest in doing this assignment. They said, sure. Okay. They were a little bit nervous because they didn't know what to expect, but uh, they did say, you still have to use our basketball players somewhere in the commercial. So we did that, but we came up with, and I, I, I was the creative director. So I was the, the, the guy behind it came up with a series of uh, three, I think three TV spots that were, um, very impactful they were very attention getting and they were very successful they were seen by 28 million people uh, over that six weeks period that six week period that the nba playoffs were going on because americans like to watch basketball yeah. especially when it's the playoffs and the championship game 
So they were seen by a lot of people. And as a result, they were very, very effective. The child abuse organization got a lot of phone calls related to uh, child abuse. And I still don't know exactly how I got on the radar of the White House, but I suspect it was because the president of the United States at that time, who was George Bush, was watching basketball and saw some of my commercials mm. and said, damn, those are some good commercials. Uh, they, At the time, the White House was looking to acknowledge uh, men and women in the United States who are doing uh, good work for good causes, whatever the cause may be. So they were trying to uh, find people behind uh, this these public service uh, uh, efforts and looking to acknowledge them by inviting them to the White House. So um, when he saw these public service commercials, he probably wanted to find out who was behind them. And uh, I think that's how I got the invitation. And it wasn't just me and my partner. It was uh, the two of us with another two or three dozen other people from the United States around the country who were on it for the work that they did for their causes. But it was a great honor. Uh, I was shocked when I got the invitation. I thought it was a joke when I saw, <laughs> you know, the White House is the return address on, on an envelope. I didn't yeah. think it was legitimate. Um, but uh, three weeks later, there I was at the White House getting a, a photo op with the first lady uh, who was Barbara Bush. Again, this was year, This was 35 years ago, so it was Barbara Bush. And then um, the crazy thing about it was, as if that wasn't enough, uh, three months later, I get another letter, this time with the United Nations as the return address on it, saying that one of my other ads, this was a print ad for, again, for the same cause, but a different media, it was print, print work that I did, that had won a big award and they somehow found out about this award-winning ad for child abuse. And they thought, they said, because the ad that you did represents the values of the United Nations, we would like to um, acknowledge you with our first ever United Nations Public Service Award. Can you, you know, come over next week and receive it? Or should we mail it to you? Fortunately, uh, the United Nations was about 20 blocks away from where I live. So I hopped on my bicycle, <laughs> put on my suit, hopped on my bike and rode to the United Nations and got my award. <laughs> my bike. It's <laughs> quite. Uh... So that, that, that was that was a good year. But, you know, I think that answers your question. Um, that was just one example of some of the public service or cause related marketing that I've done throughout my career, but throughout the, the 30, 35 years of my career. And even now, I mean, I'm not active in my career now, but I'm still active in uh, doing um, public service work. Um, I probably have worked on over three dozen causes. Right now, I, I volunteer my time. You'll appreciate this. I help uh, Ukrainians uh, improve their English. Oh, so, so every week I speak with uh, some Ukrainian people via Zoom. They're in Ukraine. And uh, we have a conversation like this, and I um, I help them with their English. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, I mean, it's a super inspirational story for anyone that is struggling in their careers and see how, you know, you went from a journey where you had a difficult start uh, in your early uh, years, and then you actually had these uh, incredible achievements 
So what type of advice would you give to anyone looking to build a successful career, especially if uh, maybe they are in a moment of their life where things are not going as planned? Uh, I guess they should listen to your podcasts, right? <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a good suggestion. How does that does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Well, to your story, definitely, because it's very inspirational. And uh, and so, well, the last question, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Well, I, I guess I would say that um, during the times that I was really struggling and doubting myself, I would probably try to give myself some words of encouragement and tell myself not to give up, that I just um, haven't had the opportunity. I haven't haven't found the opportunity or been given the opportunity that I really needed to demonstrate uh, my my talents and not to give up and just keep trying. And if I if you keep trying, eventually your talent will be recognized and you will be successful as a result of that. Well, thank you, John, uh, for sharing your inspirational story, joining us uh, uh, at the Career Changers and um, enlightening our listeners with, with, with your experience and achievements. My pleasure, Lisa. Thanks for uh, having me as a guest and uh, congratulations on your show. I think it's got a, a great mission to inspire other people. I think uh, people who are struggling, it's so important for them to come across shows like yours so they can become inspired and stay motivated. So keep keep it up. Thank you. Thank you for your nice words. A last message for our listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of the Career Changers. Thank you.